AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You're tuned in to the Gangster Chronicles with James McDonald, Reggie Wright Jr., and Alex Alonzo on the Digital Soapbox Network. I have a material witness on an aggravated battery uh, with a handgun, and uh, they believe uh, this might be in retaliation uh, to her testimony. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Gangster Chronicles. 2020 is here. And my name is Alex Alonso from StreetGangs.com, Street TV, and I'm with James McDonald. James McDonald, don't fall asleep on me, man. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Snoop Dogg made some uh, some rings. Some what? Some mob rings. Oh, and okay. Change. Oh, is that right, man? All right, we we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but this is episode 40, so go back and listen. Uh, go back and binge listen to all the episodes, or you could watch some of the clips on the Digital Soapbox Network. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review. Leave us some questions there. We'll probably get to a couple of those questions today. You could also rate us from one to five, five being the best. And we're also on Google Play for you Samsung and Android users. And Spotify, shout out to all our Spotify listeners. That's one of our largest audience. And we're also on radio.com. And you could listen to us the way my mom listens. She just pulls up her Siri and she goes, <laughs> play my son's podcast, The Gangster Chronicles. So, yeah, you could listen to us using your Siri. And I'm assuming you could also do that on the Alexa version of that. Um, what is the Alexa one called? They got the same thing that you could talk to it. Siri is oh, one. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> do I'm none asking of that. Yeah. But any of those uh, devices that you can talk right into, you can just pull up the Gangster Chronicles podcast. And um, you can find James on Facebook at James McDonald with the Red Harley in his profile. And you can hit him up on Instagram at B-I-G-G-J-3636. Make sure you get those Death Row t-shirts, 909-800-6404. And I'm at Alex Alonso 101 on all social media platforms. So let's get 
right into it on this episode 40, James. Uh, let's go through a few fact checks. Wait, let's, 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 man, great to be back for one, Alex. Oh, yeah, for sure, 2020. Uh, man, we miss y'all out there. We miss y'all out there. I was bored as fuck, and, and I'm glad to be back. We only uh, missed one week, which would have been, one. which would have been like New Year's. Yeah. Who's going to do a podcast on New Year's? No, y'all we, just we fil- didn't, but... I, I would have. I, I missed it. But, I mean, you know, I had a good time. I, man, I made sure my family was good. My grandkids was happy. So we had a good time for the New Year's. Now it's 2020. Let's do it. We're going to do our thing. But, you know, um, all the comments out there that we was getting and, and, and the text messages and Everybody sending things through the messenger. Man, I appreciate all y'all. We appreciate all y'all. Um, Reggie is good. Um, his spirit is is high. He's straight. He don't, you know, everybody looking out for him. And we, we want to thank everybody that's sending him a book, stamps. People sending him stamps just so he can write them. But Reggie is living like a celebrity in there because a lot of people in there recognize him or heard him from Gangster Chronicles or uh, interviews about death row and all that. And he's like Big Papa in there, everybody coming <laughs> and asking him for advice. And and Reg, Reggie is cool. He, he's He's relaxed. He's uh, he lost sixteen, seventeen pounds already. He's shaping up. So <laughs> when when Reggie come home, we gonna see a new Reggie. So let's get to it. Reggie gonna be on swole when he come home. Huh? He ain't gonna be on swole, <laughs> but he gonna be he gonna be better in better shape than he was when he went in there. Is he ain't having a problem with his leg no more? And it was just all that weight on his on his ankle. And you know, all of us got a chance. I stopped eating all kind of shit right now. Alex, I, I stopped bread. Uh, I, I stopped anything that's white. I stopped eating. I don't eat donuts. I don't eat no candy. I don't eat the cupcakes. I don't eat. I don't. I don't do the rice. I don't do none of that shit no more. So and and I feel better. Did the doctor tell you something? No, no. It just well, they did tell me my A one C was twelve point five. And you know my that's supposed to be at a five or a six, so my shit was like actually high. And when they said you can lose this, you can lose that, and you're gonna lose this, you you got to do better. And it was like oh shit. So all the things that I knew that I was eating and so called myself cheating, it didn't it wasn't doing no good taking my shots. So now I gotta just say fuck that. I don't I don't need to eat that. You know what I'm saying? I need to be here for. For this, this, and that. Me for the family, family, basically. Yeah. So, I'm man, it ain't even a sacrifice. It's I got to quit doing it, so I quit. Sounds good. I'm, I haven't ate actually any solids. I'm on a little juice, little juice thing here. I ain't trying to plug them or nothing, but <laughs> I'm on a um, all juice cleansing for two days. And... It's actually pretty tough. Um, I'm hungry. I really, I, I want to eat a meal right well, see, now. Well, you have to eat a meal. And then no, even this with is, that. This is designed, you, you drink six of these, and it's designed to have all the nutrients for survival to clean your body out. 
So this has been through thoroughly researched. And you want to clean your body? Clean your body like 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 black motherfuckers. Drink some goddamn coffee every day, <laughs> and you gonna shit in the morning. And that's how I do it. I, if I don't use the bathroom in the morning, something wrong. I drink my coffee in the morning, and I have a cup at night. When I wake up in the morning, I'm lighting a cigarette, brother, because I'm about Ooh. to go hit it. And 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 it and it keep you good, but. It's just a lot of uh, just a lot of stuff out there that was bad for me, and I constantly kept doing it. What about them cigarettes, though? You just well, mentioned them. I'm I'm trying. I've been two days without it. I got a pack sitting on the dashboard because mm. the day was so hectic, and and my grandson in the back seat, and he just going crazy, and and he he want his happy meal, and I'm telling him to kick back. I'm driving. I I got you. And he just going crazy. Then he start this crying shit that I don't like. We ain't we ain't no crybabies in here. <laughs> Sit your ass down. So he's sitting down. I'm, I I got him, but I'm 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 going crazy. The traffic is messed up, and I'm I'm just losing it at this point. Man, I pulled over and got a pack of cigarettes, and I I smoke one. <laughs> I smoke one. Just to sit back and calm down, and and I got on the passenger seat and I and I let I let my wife drive and and I was just chilling, and I, and I, it was nothing I can do, man. I was just losing it, and uh, the little cat. I'm 55 years old, man, and this little three year old is is man. He 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 taking me taking me through it, but it's all good. But yeah, I had to smoke a cigarette, but definitely I'm finna quit. Uh, this year, I'm done with cigarettes. I'm done with all of it. So, Why can't a three-year-old be a crybaby, man? That's what three-year-olds do. No, this, no. <laughs> Alex, you hang with him just for a minute. You were sending back to me. <laughs> he on one. Well, I don't I don't even want to have to deal with three-year-olds anymore. I already did it three times, and I will probably never do it again. Yeah, and happy yeah. anniversary to you, brother. Yeah. I seen that on there. How many years you got? 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. I ain't gonna even say it's luck, but our days, nobody stay married three years. You get a divorce within that time, or you separated, or you know. And my auntie got fifty-one. My uncle Willie is going on forty-nine, I believe, years with his wife. But they don't make it like that today. It's really been like thirty years, if you count all the being together and being being together. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I got married in 2000, man, and we're in 2020. Can you I'm scared that? of that. I'm scared. Boy, I've been in left home 300 times. I have actually left. I'm gone. That one woman thing, it was it was it was crazy. But when you grow older, man, you just got to say this shit ain't for me no more. Ripping and running, especially on the motorcycle set, man. Riding that motorcycle going from state to state, man, and just being out there and and partying every day, drinking, it was nonstop. It was nonstop. And couldn't nobody tell me shit. It was only cracking. But anyway. All right, let's get into it. Uh, let's let's start with a little bit of fact checks from last month. It's been a minute. But if you remember, Lauren Noriega and I was disagreeing about the 85% that you do in the feds. Um, she's an attorney. Well, usually defer to the attorney on things like this, but it's true. You only do 85% of your time 
Yeah. And you get sentenced in the feds. Yeah. So for all those that was listening to that episode, and, and go check that out. So she was right or you was right? I was right. Yeah, Remember you I only was, do 85%. Yeah, you do 85%. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So that was episode 38 with Lauren Noriega. Go check that out if you haven't heard it. It was actually a pretty good episode. I enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, 85% is, is the right amount of time you do in the feds, minus any of the programs that you're eligible for that you qualify for such as reggie reggie might be getting out maybe you could explain this because i don't know i know that his release date is february 2021 yeah but he told you he might get out in september well, of he 2020 might out, he might get out earlier than that because he did a, a year house arrest if the lawyer can get that year back reggie would be home in three months okay three maybe four months but the cold thing about that in the system, anytime you file for something in jail, it takes them so long to get to you. If you're trying to do appeal a year, six months, it all depends. So whenever this lawyer, when he filed the papers, it all it all depends on how long it takes them to process and say yeah and grant him that. If he get that year, he'd be home, he'd be home in a minute. Okay, so that must be some sort of a program that the feds are offering 
for those people who were on house arrest while they were out on bail fighting their case. So that that deducts even more time off the 85 percent that he was doing, which would have which technically, if you look up Reggie Wright's release date, it's in 2021. But he's definitely going to be coming home sooner than that. Yeah, for real. For real. All right. So uh, also during that same episode, pro per and pro se are definitely equivalent. Pro per meaning you representing yourself. We talked about that a little bit on that episode for so for some of the dudes that are locked up that don't trust the public defender and can't afford their own private attorney. They go pro per. Pro per, pro se mean the exact same thing. So we, we were kind of going back and forth on these different Latin terms, but yeah. it's the same thing. Have you ever known anyone that actually went pro per? Quite a few people. Quite a few people. Quite a few people. And back then it was the public pretender. No one really trusted their lawyer. Well, the the best you, thing was if, when you had a public pretender, you knew you was going finna do some time. Yeah. They're not fighting for you, whatever. And then you, you, you went and you wanted to fight your own case. You was going to prison for the rest of your life. Or you was going to do the maximum time. It, it was never good. Then they had the, uh, what they call them, um, state-appointed. They were better. They would fight for you better than the the the, the uh, fucking lawyer to, that the state gave you. So it was it was better going that way. But I seen a lot of guys fight their own shit, and you know it, I ain't up with that law that law shit. The way they get to talking, you you sitting there because you don't know what the fuck they saying, and then you here you is fighting yourself. But it's been a, a few guys has been successful. And fighting their own cases. There's actually this one well-known dude who who took his murder case to trial. You might actually know him. He's from neighborhood family Swan, Big Evil, Clemon yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Uh, in the '90s, he defended himself on on I believe maybe one case for sure, possibly two, and and one. But and then eventually they they got him on some other stuff, and they sent him to death row. You ain't gonna never win. <laughs> Especially if you got them like that, you made all of them look like asses. Exactly. And so we got to get this motherfucker. But actually, he's um his death row case is on appeal, and he might be beating that case. Like this dude, his real name is Clemon Johnson, Big Evil from from neighborhood family Swan. Um, just all, all the dudes that I've ran into over the years. That this guy is like a, a legal mind, even though he's a street cat. You know, there's a lot of smart cats out there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, lawyers are always going to tell you, don't do it. Yeah. They're going to say, don't yeah. do it. <laughs> because they think they're smarter than you. Let me tell you, one time I, I, I was evicting a tenant from a, a building that I owned, and usually the lawyers do that for you. Yeah. But to evict a tenant is really simple. You just fill out a piece of paper, you go down there and you fill out the, you pay the, the cost, and you stand in line and you get it stamped, and then you have someone serve it to the tenant. I did all of it. Everything was cool. A month later, you get your court date. The tenant came to court. The judge looked at my paperwork and said, oh, Mr. Alonso, I'm going to have to dismiss this case. Uh, You filled this out wrong. And what I did was I added the late fee on top of the regular rent. So let's say the rent was $700 and the late fee was $30. I put that she owed me $730. And you're not allowed to demand late fee in the state of California. 
So he dismissed the whole case. So I had to redo the whole thing, wait another month. The tenant got to sit in there. So I called up my lawyer and said, uh, where did I mess up? He said, you messed up by not hiring me. That's what that's what you get if we're trying to do it yourself. But, yeah, you're not allowed to put the late fee on the damn. Just that you couldn't get it. It took you another month or so. To yeah, get actually it takes like house. six weeks sometimes. But, yeah, um, just a little minor thing. That I didn't know. You good. Because yeah. I'd have been up in there. If you don't get your ass out right now, <laughs> something to happen. Oh, no. I'm not I'd trying to. i that ass. I know you're not. I'm not That's trying to have the police you, all up in there. None of your business. <laughs> you know, it's it's the worst feeling when you got somebody in your building and a month go by, no rent. Two months go by, no rent. And after the third month, you're like, all right, I got to I gotta evict But they're you. looking at you and, and they and they don't care because, man, what, what can he do? Got to evict me. We take it to court, or I go to court and can get another 90 days up in here. And uh, the lawyer for the tenant was laughing and smiling at me like, ha, 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 that's what you get. But, hey, you know. So, yeah, in that instance, I should have went to the lawyer. I would have saved some money. Uh, I would have got the tenant out sooner. I would have been able to re-rent the apartment out, you know. But, see, that's still so different from going to court lawyers and that type of shit. Being in there, your hand, your life is in the hands of somebody that don't know jack shit about you, but somebody that listen and, and look at this pe- piece of paper and say, okay, I got this. Damn, you know all that about me by just reading that? And then go in there and represent you. And then to sit there and watch this lawyer not say nothing to defend you while the DA over here trying to rip a new, new, a new hole in your ass. <laughs> yeah. And then the judge is listening to them and not us. So, man, come! I done seen some cats get up and say, "I don't want this motherfucker no more. I don't. I don't want him as my lawyer. I need another lawyer. You fired, and they got to give it to you." But I mean, just going through that, man, you have no win. Yeah, I mean, criminal court is much different than what I was just totally talking about. Different. What I was talking about is civil court. Yeah, ain't no true. lives on the line in civil court. Man. It's just about money. You about know? money. That's all it is. It's about money. Who owes what and how much. All right. So um, there was another topic that we we covered last month on that episode. I, I brought up this public urination and sex offending. Right. So she, Lauren Noriega didn't really know much about it. So I looked it up and I found out there's three states that can actually charge you with a sex offense if you're caught urinating in public. That's Arizona, California, and Georgia. But in Georgia, you have to do it in the presence of a minor. So if you're if you just happen to be taking a piss and there's a minor right there, you know, you can get charged with a uh, um, a sex well, offense. California don't really fuck with you on that. No, nah, nah, they don't. They on don't the brick walls because there's a whole bunch of motherfuckers doing that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've never heard of someone getting charged, but if they really want to press it, and you're that person that they've been wanting to put away, they probably don't even know. They goddamn sure. Well, it's a uh, PC three fourteen, but in order for it to be charged as a sex offense, you have to already have been uh, offending before. So. Um, it can be a misdemeanor or a felony when you're urinating in public. That's what we, uh, we, we talked about, the that's wobbler. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but if you've already had a previous offense or you've been to the pen before, you got a felony conviction and you're peeing in public, that's indecent exposure. And if they really want to make the issue of it, 
um, they can turn into a sex case. But that's some cool shit. I don't know anybody that that's happened to. But if anyone out there is listening and you know of somebody that had got a sex case put on them, a sex offense case put on them from urinating in public, I'd like to know. But it, apparently, Arizona, California, and Georgia. They <coughs> That's can, crazy. It is crazy. How in the f- <laughs> if they said I would cuss too much. How, how can you catch a sex offending sex offender case? There's no nobody around. You sitting there urinating in the, in the, in the grass because it's, it's technically it's called indecent exposure and public lewdness. That's what they call it: indecent exposure, public lewdness. That's crazy. I mean, but all of these, all of this shit is designed to wipe us out anyway, to get something on you. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. You know, my nephew, I was talking about shows back. You know, he's in jail now. You know, and and trying to keep him out of jail when you can't chastise him, you know, is 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 a motherfucker. You know, here we are, black men trying to raise our kids, and you can't put your hands on them. How do you how do you chastise your son if you can't touch him? You got to fold your hands and look at him mean. That shit that don't work no more. Talking don't work. So they don't they need to they need to kill that law. Talking about you can't whoop your kids, but it's designed. If my kid is bad and he out there in the street fucking up. Now we got him. We can put him in. We can we can put you in jail for stopping us from putting a tag on your kid, stopping us from letting us know who your kid is. You can have all the babies you want, but they're gonna be recognized sooner or later because they know they got to come through the system. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. And and now he's trying to see. Uncle, uh, this wasn't a good idea. It's too fucking late for that. You yeah. don't have. That's why they got probation. That's why when you get out the penitentiary, you got to tell. That's when you, you when you're in the feds, they can come and do whatever they want. Come in your house when they want. The whole nine. We got you. We own you now. Okay, so I know what you're saying. So you're saying that the system has prevented us from disciplining our kids at a young age for the purposes of making for them to either get incarcerated. Yeah. And and turning the, turning our kids over into the system. Yeah, taking our kids, taking them away from us. Now they control our kids. Yeah. And when I say they control our kids, if we can't discipline them and 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 do this, Monty got five kids from she 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 taken from the uh, adopting, whatever they call that shit. The little boy say to her. You came with me. I called my social worker. You going to jail. That's child abuse. You know what I told my auntie? Get them little motherfuckers right back. Because if you can't whoop them and they know, this boy only seven years old. <laughs> seven, five. And she had, and she took all four of the boys, the, the four, and she got the girl, which is our cousin. But these kids, the social workers tell them that they can't whoop you. If they if if you know you can't get a whooping for for being bad, I can do whatever I want to. And my nephew wind up like that. Told my sister. Gave him everything he wanted to keep him out of the system, but he told her, "You can't you can't do nothing to me. I tell them people you hit me and you going to jail." 
So my hands is tied. But there's a whole generation of people out there that believe that physical discipline in your kids doesn't do anything. White people. White people. I think there's more than just white people. I think people from all different cultures and backgrounds. I think it's more of a generation rather than a race thing. But see, they got it different. Child abuse is child abuse. I know that right offhand. Oh, yeah. But I'm talking about disciplining your kid in the right way. Uh, if your kid stand up and calling the mama a bitch, I'm going I'm to whip your ass. But is there a fine line between proper physical discipline yes. and then abuse? Yes. You don't you take... Know? You don't Because your father... I'm sorry to interrupt. Your father probably thought he was disciplining you. No. When you, you draw blood... You think blood he really on, knew he was a physically... When, when you see, my father and I had a different story my father went through this i wasn't his son type of shit and my mother cheated on him with another man and and i'm, I'm in your household you bought a house for five kids and your wife you 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 take me to school if you doing this you you pops i get on the back of the motorcycle and was going from compton to la to go to school and he worked out that way so it was just certain things but he never had a conversation with me whatsoever but back to what I was saying, if you whoop a kid and you have to draw blood from that child, you know you're overdoing it. Absolutely. You know you're No doubt about it. it. If you take anything that's in your perimeter, anything that's uh, reachable, and discipline that kid with it, you know you're out of line. You should not whoop your kids under the influence of any motherfucking thing, because that's going to alter everything. That's going to pump you up, your adrenaline going, and you a nonstop weapon. That's what I had. I had a motherfucker in my life that didn't give a fuck. That, 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 it wasn't a whooping. I say, he beat me up every time he, he handled his business. You know, whether I tried to fight back or not. You know, I'm a youngster, but growing up and getting older, you can't do that no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this is where the punk move came in. Now that the year I shot my little brother, 79, 79, 80, somewhere around there, it was time for him to go because I ain't controlling this situation. These motherfuckers got guns now, and they hanging out with kids. <laughs> they, 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 you know, doing their thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he tried to sell a house. What took us to court, and the only thing that saved the house that we just, we, we lived in from 74 up until now, the judge said, Miss McDonald, do you think that I'm going to put this lady and five children out on the street just so you can sell some house and get some, sell a house and get some money? So my granddaddy gave him money and bought him out, and he went by his business. You feel me? But... You can't put your hands, especially with no reasons. If if I fucked up, I fucked up. Yeah, you would say he would just Get, come home and just go off. He huh? would come from the motorcycle club and and it is a come here. You know what I'm saying? But I understand and I know why he was acting like that because every time he looked at me, he looked at my he saw my mama with another man. But it ain't my fault. I mean, he used to he used to get in her too. Didn't understand why she stayed there and dealt with it. Ain't that much fucking love in the world. That's why I can say I don't hit women because it, it's you's a bitch if you beat up women. And then when you you in an altercation with a man, you let another man call you a bitch and you choose to walk away. What makes what 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 makes? <clears throat> 
let me calm down. Well, I, I definitely believe that you got to have a little bit of corporal punishment in a child's life. Yeah. You got to tap that ass yeah. from time to time. You got to. I did it with all three of my kids, yeah. but after they got about 12, 11, 12, 13, I stopped doing it. You know, I, that's the age because I now they're really old enough to know yeah. what's what's right and what's wrong. Now, now, my father never never took me nowhere. We never we never sat down like we doing now or had a conversation watching a movie. I was never in his presence like that. I when 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 he came home, it was him. That one TV in the house back in the days, that was him. Sanford and Son, uh, Carol O'Connor, uh, the the what's what's all in the, the family? All in the family. The Jeffersons. We had to watch the shit he wanted to watch. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't able until my auntie came and visit when he wanted to go out and do his thing. Man, my my family was crazy. So let's say all 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 that's over and done. My whole thing is, I'm, I'm everything that he done to me, I will not do to my sons. My sons get a conversation. My boys both been to college. You know what I'm saying? My oldest son is raising his 12-year-old daughter on his own. You know what I'm saying? My son Jalen is going back to school this coming Monday, you know, finishing his, you know, doing his thing. Um, I would never put my hands on him like that. You know what I'm saying? I would never punch on him until... I see them bleed. I would never just, I mean, the things that, that, that had happened, you know, I still walk around with the scars. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I got all of this here is him. All on your head there. All of this. It's nine stitches on this one and there's eight going right here. And you, I think you told me once that they, they questioned some of that once and and y'all well, just kind of downplayed then, it so he wouldn't then, get arrested. Back then, call him, but when, he, when they asked him how did it happen, he said, oh, him and my other son was playing karate, and he uh, hit his head on the end of a dresser. But I got two gashes. So that means that, that if, required, if, if they would have knew the full facts of that, they probably would have had called the police. Well, when I looked up at him, the look <laughs> that he gave, I ain't finna say nothing. <laughs> yeah. Because I get you back. This We're going we gonna to get out again. You know what I'm saying? So... I ain't ready to go through that. But sometimes those those people are so naive to believe that that happened from you yeah, fell were. down. They were, but you got to be a little naive. That. Yeah, you, I know you didn't say that. He didn't let moms go. So on this particular one, when I got in the house, I, I, my mind was made up when he was driving me from the hospital. I'm not staying here no more. I went out the window, the, my room window, and I walked from Compton to 84th and San Pedro. And I fucked up because I passed up my grandfather's 81st and Hooper off Central. And by going over there, my my cousin called him and, and he came back and got me. The whole time, is I'm pinned against a goddamn passenger door. Motherfuckers and stupid bastards and little woo-woo-woo. At that point, it ain't happening no more. Everybody that came in my face that wasn't him was a motherfucker, was a bitch. It was a suck my dick. It was something. But, I mean, I just, I couldn't take it no more. Couldn't take it. And and my way of, of getting him back was to be a fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they need to 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 ease up on that whooping your kid's ass or, you know, or you will go to jail bullshit 
is 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 taken away from us. Well, society has definitely moved away from from hitting kids, but you know it's in the scriptures, man. Uh, he who spares the rod spoils the child, man. But but you know, and if you out there as a Christian and you you claim to be a Christian and you practice in Christianity, you have to support you know physical discipline of your kids, right? Man, look at this. If I'm raising my sons to get killed by the police without a warning, that's worse than me disciplining my own child. Y'all don't know this kid. These police officers that shooting these kids don't know them. These kids is going to jail under false pretenses. Some of them need to be there. Some, some of my family need to be in that motherfucker. I ain't going to sugarcoat none of them. But... Man, I tell you, I'm, I'm, I can't raise my son. I don't want to see my nephew get killed by a police officer. You know what I'm saying? Or by the way I used to live. So it's totally different. Now, I, now, just because I'm humbled or trying to humble myself, I can't even get across to that cat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, good to those. I mean, I really don't care, but the man that did that to me is dead and been dead since 2001. Tell you the truth, I I, my, I went to his funeral in Texas because my grandfather asked me to, and I, I stayed outside smoking cigarettes and having a drink, and that's how I celebrated that life. I knew that wouldn't ever be a problem for me again, and I was good. Yeah. But everybody else ain't that goddamn lucky. You know what I'm saying? Or or letting letting that that person that's whooping your ass like that. Now they see that you carry guns and you you got guns hidden up under your bed. Oh, it's time to leave. This motherfucker might kill me. You know what I'm saying? Now it's time to bounce. I mean, it's some coward-ass shit, but, I mean, you know, for one, you ain't never been a father. You ain't never been a father to me, so if that would have came to it and he thought he he can come up in that motherfucker and whoop my ass again, on oh, Jesus Christ, on my mama's grave, yeah, I'd have killed him. Yeah, I'd have killed him because it ain't happening no more. Feel me? I man, I wish that on nobody. Nobody. It was like it was just hell every day. Yeah, it was definitely crossing a line. Yeah. Um that was definitely abuse. That wasn't discipline. But they uh, need to help us with, with, with this law. And your kids need to be disciplined. Yeah, definitely. I was just listening to this brother tell a story about his father whipping his ass, like one of the worst beatings he got from his father. And the mom tried to intervene. And mom's was like, no, nah, don't do that. man." And she, he turned around to the, his wife and was like, if I don't do it, the police is going to do it. Like he really was giving him a, a that could be That can be a very, true statement. Yeah. It was, it was probably a severe discipline, but the son told it in a way where – it came from loving parents. It came well, from a loving father. And, and this and this is where everybody got to understand. It's not just. It could be that one time where I know I got to do this for my to my son, so he can see. But something that happens constantly, or when just yeah. out of a whim because yeah. you come home loaded, is a total different thing. Now, if you if you up under a house under under that roof and 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 you getting your ass beat up. I'm talking about what by stitcher cords, razor straps, and whatever in the way. If you if you grab this and take that from me, I'm gonna beat your ass with a house shoe. I'm gonna beat your ass with 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 a high heel shoe. You know what I'm saying? 
and 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 busting your head open and giving you black eyes and busting your motherfucking mouth, then man, you got a problem. Yeah. That ain't that ain't that ain't showing that I got you, son. I'm only whooping your ass yeah. because you're bad, and I don't want you to get killed. That's different. Yeah, definitely Man, different. This is a motherfucking demon that got a problem with itself and coming home and taking it out on 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 me, on something else that that he feel good by. Yeah, you know, and and. Man, you just can't you can't you can't do that. That's not no father. That's not a loving parent. So when I, when I see those videos too, and them dudes, oh your son, you want to be a game banger? Put your dukes up, them, and pop. Yeah, man, that's that's man to man shit. That's some love. Yeah, yeah. But that ain't no everyday. Wake your ass up, <laughs> like you in a motherfucking kung fu movie and shit. I only have. I don't mean to laugh, but I only have one memorable beating that my dad gave me just one that's it and it probably be considered abuse but it was coming from a place of love for sure did you bleed i didn't bleed yeah with no i didn't bleed but i had i had some bruises and some welts and Man, some we get bumps. bruises just by yeah. thumping a motherfucker i mean <laughs> come on but my, my father did use a stick a broomstick he used a broomstick but didn't draw any blood but hit me with that broomstick at least 10 times were you laying flat or I was laying I was laying on my bed. You anyway. No, I was laying on my bed and he came in and it was unexpected. Just came out of nowhere. Um I mean I know why it happened. You know, I, I, I got caught stealing some bikes that I shouldn't have been stealing. Um but that's the only beating that I can remember that my dad gave me that was painful. Man, I used to go to jail every Wednesday. Los Madrinas. I've been to Los Madrinas so much and sat in that motherfucker so many times. I still, I'm 55 years old and I still know the address by heart. Downey, was, California, right? Yeah. <laughs> 7285, Downey, California, School Road, Old School River Road. I, 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 I used to act out so much at school. I couldn't, I couldn't, I wasn't comfortable because I looked at everybody different. I looked at everybody as if if I'm looking at you and you got a smirk on your face only laughing at me. They know my story. You know what I'm saying? And I just reacted to certain things and, and, and I I was doing stupid shit just because of it. It fucked me up for a long time. Long, long time. Um respecting women. I couldn't respect women because I didn't respect my moms. Because my mom set in on some of those ass whoopings that they call and and let him bam. You know, I think, you know, your mama is your protector. Your father's supposed to be your protector. You know what I'm saying? If a motherfucking animal, a bear, know how to take care of their cubs and willing to kill a motherfucking predator for their kid, we already should know that. We already should know that, but we don't do that. See, I mean, if you love somebody that motherfucking much, where well, this motherfucker can, can just just rip your child apart. I, I didn't feel nothing, and it took a long time. It took me to go to prison to really respect my mama. Listening to, you know, the older guys in there, you know, talking to me and telling me to steal your mama. Yeah. You know, you know, women, you know, feed into this and that. But my mama had gangster in her too. She shot the motherfucker in the ear. You know what I'm saying? You think you finna come in? I guess she had enough. You think you finna come in and do this? She sat in the chair with a towel over her leg, with the gun up under, 
And when he came in there talking shit, she let him have it. You know what I'm saying? Why you didn't do that for me? You know what I'm saying? Why you didn't do that for me? So, man, my mother was, and I, and I swear to God to everybody, my whole family and anybody at tell you, my mother was every B word, every kiss my ass, fuck you hoe, was everything. And I was out there in the streets just doing whatever. It didn't matter. I didn't care. I was I was headed down that road. I was I was a train with no brakes. So I went to prison. And when I went to prison, and you know, I told my 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 probation officer they had me on this gang probation bullshit, and you can't be around no gang bangers. What the fuck is y'all to tell me who I can't be around? Y'all don't hang them. Y'all don't. I don't sleep at your house. So I wouldn't go to I wouldn't go see my probation officer no more. So if you don't go see them, they're going to come see you. Come get me. I said, I only got like two, three weeks left on this shit. Fuck it. Let them give me the three weeks in the county jail. The motherfucker gave me all that in years. Mm. <laughs> Some in prison. So going to prison was a truly wake-up call for me. Talking to those guys, and if you don't respect your mama, how can you respect a woman that you want to marry, that you want to bury your child, all that? I understood that, absorbed it. So I came home with the, the intent to do everything I can for my mother to make up for the lost time and the disrespectful shit that I've done and said to her. And I did that. And I did that. But it comes with a whole bunch of other shit. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was trying to be remorseful for the shit I did and she was holding on to the shit that I said and done but I don't think she was ready to accept the responsibilities of her the part that she played in our situation it wasn't only me getting my ass whooped you feel me so you know watching another man beat your mama I don't give a fuck if you're your daddy or not you're gonna try to defend your mama definitely you know what I'm saying and going through that caused an ass whooping you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 getting the shit kicked out of you. You know what I'm saying? So it was. It was. <laughs> this is this a this a long story, and I don't want to bore y'all with it. But you know, definitely, they need to 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 take that leash off of 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 our kids because they're not raising them. They don't have to bury them. You know what I'm saying? And by them having that, our kids think that they're untouchable untouchable and if 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 that's the case you might as well they might as well raise themselves because conversation ain't doing it and and this i know i know this for a fact conversation is not going to save your kid all righty um i think that's a great sort of uh conversation about the importance of discipline yeah we definitely got to sometimes put hands on our kids especially when they're young and they don't know right from wrong the way they're supposed to. But I got uh, one last... AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fact check here from last month. Remember I mentioned that Jackie Lacey, the Los Angeles District Attorney, that she, the sister that she's only charged she one cop. She should be fired, yeah. Well, yeah, well, it's an election, so she's probably going to, she might lose her position, but... That one cop, she only charged one cop out of 500-plus officer-involved shootings that resulted in the death of a person. And she charged a LAPD officer named Henry Solis, who shot and killed a 23-year-old guy named uh, Salome Rodriguez uh, in the parking lot of a club in Pomona in March 2015. Apparently, this cop... And this young kid, this 23-year-old, had exchanged some verbal exchanges between the two. And the officer at the time chased him down in, and shot him in the parking lot, killed him. And uh, then he fled. He, I guess he knew he was in trouble. Yeah. He fled, went to Mexico with his dad. Yeah. Um, the Mexican authorities arrested him there, extradited him back to Los Angeles, and he's faced. He's he hasn't went to trial yet, so it's been. It's going to be wow, five years, because uh, we're we're in 2020 now. This happened in 2015. So. All the time they put in between that is 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 lesser time for him. Yeah, well, he's going to trial at some point this year, and he's the only officer. He shot this kid this kid four times, by the way. And what they're doing, I can tell you a little bit <coughs> of what they're going to do is they're going to try to throw Mr. Rodriguez under the bus and say he was a gang member, he was this, he was that, even though from all the witnesses, what this officer did was clearly wrong. Yeah. But, you know, he's fighting for his life, so he's got to come in there and throw the dude under the bus. But 
Everybody got skeletons in their closet. I don't give a fuck if you're a gangbanger or not. Everybody got skeletons in their closet. And what we got to understand, that all cops ain't bad. All of them ain't bad. But the ones that you got out there, the ones that you got out there running as a gang, like a gang, why do we got to, we don't know which ones is good or bad. And this is why we got a big problem out here. We don't know which one going to come and be nice and let you go on about your way or going to be the one to throw their pistol on the passenger side and say you reach for a gun. We don't know. We don't know. But police are just like us. They human. They fuck up. And they got tendencies. They got the motherfuckers are crooks and gangsters just like we are. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, um, let's let's go to one of our first news stories these officers in New Jersey, this just happened January 2020. The FBI has arrested several police officers in New Jersey for stealing evidence from uh, for um, drugs and all kind of things. One of the guys is uh, Sergeant Michael Chef, 49 years old from Patterson, New Jersey, was arrested for civil rights violations, filing false records and routinely conducting illegal searches on people suspected of possessing large amounts of cash and drugs. And I believe that they, um, they've they arrested uh, several uh, earlier this month on all kind of felonies, man. Now, just on him himself, how many people that you think that he done pulled over, found money, drugs, and whatever, only give up a little bit of this and that? Because I ain't going to say nothing on how much dope it was. Ain't gonna say nothing about the money. That's our fucking fault. But how many times this motherfucker done done this? Hey, he's forty nine years old. He's been he's a cop a for over twenty something years. He's a vet. Yeah. And 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 the longer he been doing it, the more he's comfortable with it. And he ain't by himself. He's the eighth highest ranking police officer arrested in this corruption scandal in Patterson, New Jersey. And um, I mean, it's just it's just never ending. And people just. People don't want to believe that this is going on every single week. I can pull up another article of officers getting charged and indicted. The only reason why they don't believe it is because it ain't happened to them yet. And when it happened to them, that's when they're going to be like, oh, my God, oh, my God. No, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? You got people dressing up to be police. You got police officers raping motherfuckers. I'm sitting here looking at a, a paper where a police officer uh, was, was fondling uh, um, a, a dead lady, right? He he rubbing on her titties oh, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with this dude? Oh, yeah. Man, we got man. They need to do a check on these people, man. Why is he touching a dead woman? Why is he doing this? He thought his body cam was off. <coughs> well, that's another that's another officer. That, yeah, that's an L.A. Is- LAPD. Now that's that's bringing it back home. Yeah, this just happened last month. LAPD officer. David Rojas, 27 years old, was caught fondling a corpse, sexually fondling, not just touching, sexually fondling a corpse, I believe, putting his hands all on the titties of some dead woman. And how did they catch him, James? How did they bust this dude? Through his, through his body cam. Through his own camera. He thought he turned it off. <laughs> well, no, he did turn it off. But but when you turn it off, it stills going. It it's records going. for yeah, two more recording. minutes. Yeah. And he got caught. Now you got to be a dumb, dumb AF. Just you already know. Everyone knows that you turn the camera off. It's still going to record for a little while. 
This dude turned the camera off and started doing his thing with but the But that corpse. ain't even the, the turning it off and doing that is one thing. You 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 are a police officer and you have a dead woman by you up under you standing you laying there and the only thing on your mind is to grab her breast to to rub on her. She must have been fine in the motherfucker. She must have been fine and had some big ones. I don't know about you don't think about it. I can't be mad at this dude. She must have been fine in the mud. Oh, man. But you're a police officer. You don't do that. It's certain things you don't do just because you're a police officer. It's certain things I wouldn't say just because I'm a police officer. Well, I wish Reggie was here on this one. Oh, I, I, yeah. I swear to God, I wonder what he would say. According well, to the DA's office, Rojas touched the dead woman's breast while he was alone. He was filling on those titties, man. And without that, without that, with him thinking that that cam ain't on, he in the clear. Nobody would have never knew this if it went no such thing in those those body cams. So, just like with these these false police reports and all and all these guys in jail, you got to think. You know, police got to win. The DA gonna listen to the police. The jury gonna listen to the police, ninety percent of the time. So. We we are fighting a losing battle, you know what I'm saying, with these police. Good thing we got the phones and we can record all this shit, but sometimes that don't even matter. Well, the, the chief of the LAPD is already throwing him under the bus. Uh, Michael Michael Moore said, this incident is extremely disturbing and does not represent the values of the LAPD. But he's only looking at, well, I don't know how much time he should get for it, but the max that he's looking at is three years in prison. Well, I mean... Damn, you're touching a dead body. Okay, give him three years. Yeah. <laughs> he got to do something. Well, if three years is the max, he ain't going to get the max. But He's he a cop. Need, Yeah, he need treatment. Yeah. Fuck prison. He need to be helped. Just think, if he ain't a cop no more, you better take his DNA because he might be doing some crazy shit out there. Get well, his DNA right now. Well, they're going to examine his entire arrest record, his entire career. He's only got a three-year career, so... It's not like he's been, um, he's not a veteran or anything like that. Well, just how many people you done been in contact with? How many women you done searched and you, you can't search me? Exactly. Um, it is disturbing playing yeah. uh, playing with a dead body. Um, what they call, isn't there a word for that? They got a, a, a scientific word for... I ain't never heard. Oh, yes, I did. Ne- necrophilia. Necrophilia. Yeah, I, I know somebody that, that embalmed the bodies and was having sex with them. Um... A friend of ours, I don't want to put her name out there, but <laughs> Tanya, I'm gonna say Tanya ain't gonna give her whole last name. Works for the for the uh, cemetery, and the guy that they had employed doing the bombing would mess with the dead bodies. So yeah, it's it's people out there that's that's straight foul like that. But this guy right here, as a police, and and I would make examples of these people. When you get caught doing shit that I do as a police officer, they should, even if they gave them their own penitentiary, let them kill each other and carry knives and they own their own yard. But I put every police on the same goddamn yard that thought they was gangsters and and leave them there. But that two years, that one year for, for all this other bullshit, the shit that I do and you give me life, they ain't no different from the next man. And 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 all this paper shit shows it. Well, I Locked didn't. Ass up. I didn't want to. Um, I wanted to talk just a little bit more about the the cops in Patterson, New Jersey. 
There's one incident that the feds found out that they they illegally pulled over a driver on suspicion of drug violations and end up stealing all his money. They just took his money. How much money yet? Um, well, there's different amounts according to this FBI indictment, but some of them are. Uh, one suspect told investigators that he had $2,700 in the safe, and that same veteran officer, that 49-year-old officer chef, uh, reportedly seized it during a search. You know? So uh, I don't know how the FBI got onto this, but somebody was obviously telling, and the FBI investigated. Here's the part that disturbs me the most, is that it always takes the feds to investigate these local cops when— the other cities around Patterson, New Jersey, they already hear, oh, such and such is doing this. Oh, Officer Chef is doing that. And then the state of New Jersey, they don't do anything about it. They don't investigate. It's got to come from Washington, D.C. These feds Why, all though? the way in D.C. got to expose it because it's, it's always a cover-up. Yeah. New Jersey doesn't want to say, oh, yeah, we got officers in Patterson, New Jersey that is crooked. Yeah. They don't want to do that. Oh, they're so not going to do so that. So they allow it to continue until, until the feds find out about it. And uh, you know, this is a this is a huge corruption scandal that it would, it, no it, one's talking about. Just so embarrassing that that you got police officers doing this. But what makes them better than you? This is the whole thing. This is what people don't talk about, and this is why you got a lot of people scared of police because you don't know who you fucking with when they pull up on you. You don't know what what his attitude is. You know what I'm saying? And people, I mean, you know, they taking lives, they stealing. They know they ain't getting enough money. They ain't making enough money doing what they doing. But don't take my money. That's my drug money. Don't leave my money alone. Well, I'm, I'm just being funny, y'all. Five of the officers that were arrested in Patterson, New Jersey, already are entering plea agreements. I don't blame them. <laughs> and they're going to be sentenced um, later this month in Newark, New Jersey. So uh, I guess the other four are going to go to trial. But so yeah. do you think they should be put in a prison where everybody else is at or on their own yard? Nah, I know. You know, it, it's the obligation of the institution to keep the inmates safe. So to deliberately put them on a public, a GP, general you population yard? If you put pedophiles and all that shit on the, in GP, why they can't go? Well, they, well they, they try to keep the pedophiles on the SNY yard most of the time. If you, if you think like a criminal and get caught, you should be punished as one, right? Yeah, they'll never put a convicted police I know, officer. But, but they should. What I'm saying is they yeah. should. Your life ain't shit like just like mine at this point, and everybody should get. Everybody should see that we man, the law is not equal. It's not. It's bullshit. Okay. Well, you said that some of these officers aren't paid that well. The, uh. Officer Chef, the forty-nine-year-old sergeant, was making one hundred and thirty-four thousand a year. Because that's not bad. His ranking, no, it ain't that's bad. That's not bad. He's sergeant, yeah. You know, that's but, enough to survive. And then it all depends. Is enough to survive <laughs> off. He ain't getting it all at one time. You know, he getting it monthly. Yeah. And then you you might have uh, uh, some child support going on over oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have another woman on the other side <laughs> of the. You know what I'm saying? Mortgages. Yeah. So apartments. I mean, you have to get down like that. <laughs> And then by them knowing that they police, man, we can get away with this shit. So they do it. I ain't no goddamn police, so I can't be in the mind of them. But I'm telling you, lock their asses up with with all the other niggas that that act like them. If you if you a police officer and rob a goddamn bank, 
put him in the same goddamn cell with a bank robber. I don't give a fuck. Well, I think like that. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't feel any sympathy Come for, on, Reggie. for a cop that has to go on a, on a yard like that. But I don't Shouldn't. expect the prison to do it. No, I don't. They're you know? not going to do it. But that's what I'm saying. Just like in the county jail, they have high <laughs> power for all the celebrities and and those high profile cases. They put you on high power. You're in a single cell. You don't have access to anyone else. If I kill five people and get convicted, they're gonna put me on death row. If he killed five people and get convicted, why he can't go on death row? I'm on it. So what? What? Why death row ain't good enough for him? Just because he was a cop? No, but he was a cop and committed. His crime is worse than mine. <laughs> I'm a motherfucker out there just shooting people just because. He out there killing people, knowing it's wrong because he a police officer. You done killed five motherfuckers. You done swore to protect. I just kill motherfuckers because I don't know them. Well, death rows, that's a whole other topic, man. I'm just saying, yeah. if I kill five, I was using it as an example. If I kill five people and he killed five people, why do I got to go to death row and he, why, death row ain't good enough for him? Yeah. Come on, man. It's double standard. Just because you're a police don't mean you're, you're not different. When you cross this line, then that makes you equal. <laughs> and they should treat them as equals. I agree. But... You know, that's our system. Yeah. All right, so we got to at least briefly talk about one of the most gangster moves that has been done in the last couple of weeks, last few days, really. And I say it's gangster, even though it's governments and politicians involved in this, but President Donald Trump allowed for a drone strike to kill an actual official from Iran, you know? Stupid. It's not even about someone that that's on a terrorist list or someone that's uh, with al-Qaeda or the Taliban. This is an Iranian official. He is part of the government, and he's a major general. Right. How I ain't no politic kind of cat. And I don't get into that shit anyway. Yeah. The only thing I when I see Donald Trump, I hear Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump is is on some Obama shit, and everything he's doing, he's trying to prove a point. I don't think Donald Trump shouldn't have even been there. He ain't never served no military, no brand whatsoever, and here he is killing motherfuckers. And he gonna he, he talks about Obama should have did it. Or was going to do it, but Obama didn't do it. No, Obama he, passed on it. Yeah, but th- now he did it. Yeah. But he talking shit. Everything that, what he need to do is mind his business. We was talking about this earlier. Mind your business, run your shit how you want to run it. Don't blame Obama or say it's all this and everybody else's fault. I Man, they, they fucked up with this dude, putting this dude in there. Um... I don't know, man. I did I'm just going to mind my business. Well, when the bombs come over here. I got a building. I'm, I'm building, <laughs> and I'm gonna be way, way deep. Well, I think the killing of this general it actually puts all of our lives at danger because you don't know when when the average civilian is gonna become a target. Uh, Iran actually deployed <clears throat> about a dozen missiles to land on American places in in Iraq in retaliation for killing this general on January third. <laughs> and uh, even though those missiles aren't going to do any damage, most of them are probably not going to do any damage. Um, Iran is pissed. It's shit to come 
Because if you got somebody taking care of shit and they really out out there like 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 all of these other motherfuckers, and then you go kill him, what you kill him for? Cause he don't want to give you something. Cause they ain't giving up something. I don't know. And, and I ain't no politics, so I ain't gonna comment on the shit. I ain't into it. All I say is Donald Trump is full of shit. Whatever they say about him, we don't even know if it's true. You know, yeah. they just they just they'll say he just did something that's terrible, or he's a threat to the U.S. or whatever to, to excuse away the killing. But you you can't just be killing officials from other countries. And, he did. Yeah, he did. And like you said, Barack Obama passed up on it. I even think George Bush the second passed up on it. You know. And that guy was kind of like a warmonger to a certain degree. <laughs> but, but he realized, okay, that's an official. Yeah, he didn't push the button just because he knew he can, though. You know, Donald Trump is different. Donald Trump is doing shit because he can do it. And these people know this. They know this motherfucker. He done lost his mind. And he mad that people don't don't suck up to his bullshit. You see what I'm saying? So it's Todd. Man, I ain't with Donald Trump. I ain't with Donald Trump. Well, I think that... Our country is not safer because of that. You know, they got sleeper cells here in the United States that can become flip on us at any moment. They can go downtown L.A., Vegas, New York, and and decide to do something to the to the citizens here. I ain't going because they're not happy about what's going on in the Middle East. Man, get your kids and and it, like I told Brian here, if they if they come talking about getting mine, you better act like Muhammad Ali. I'm going to jail. I ain't serving shit, I ain't fighting for shit, I ain't doing shit. And I say that because I don't think it's right what he's doing. You know, my country, bullshit. It ain't my country when I come back to this motherfucker. It ain't my country while I'm in here and you got starving uh, uh, motherfuckers out here on Skid Row that, that serve this country. And they homeless. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to treat you right. Well, and, and I wouldn't go, and I'm not going to fight for no Donald Trump when his him and his sons can sit at at the house and play golf. It ain't it ain't it ain't fair. Well, all you people Be in the mad media, at me if y'all want to, all you media folks that want to talk about gangster stuff and the stuff that happens on the streets of Los Angeles or New York or New Jersey, this is gangster stuff too. Just because someone is a leader of a country does not take it out of the realm of being gangster, and this is being gangster at the highest level. You know, killing officials, dropping bombs, using drone strikes to to kill a person that's going to make our country even more unsafe than it already is. There's no need to be going at it with Iran. There's no need for for General Qasem Soleimani to have been assassinated like this. If that's the case, then you need to drop a bomb on China. Go drop a bomb on North Korea. Kim Jong-il has done... Ten times more stuff than Major General Qasem Soleimani. I bet you. I bet you Donald Trump don't drop a bomb on North Donald Korea. Trump know he know who to fuck with. Yeah, he know who to mess with. He know not. To and mess they up with. there telling him who to fuck with. But I think he fucked up when he did this though. He did absolutely. Now here's the question: If he gets reelected <laughs> in 2020 after this debacle, that means the American people love the stuff that he's doing. If he get reelected. No, I ain't going to say that. They be shutting us down. But I, I tell you this. You better get your guns and shit together because racism is going to shoot so sky high. Niggas going to be getting popped on on the freeway. But here's what's so gangster about what he did. I think he dropped this, this did this strong strike 
to take attention away from the impeachment. You know, they call that wag the dog. Well, you doing All this shit. is going on over here. Yeah. Let me draw the attention over there. But that shouldn't, it shouldn't, it should, it should uh, speed up the situation. Well, I think the headlines the are all, out of there. The, the, no, you don't hear too much people talking about the impeachment right now. It's all about, put on CNN. I know you probably don't watch CNN don't watch or Fox News shit. or MSNBC. I don't watch none of that. They ain't talking about impeachment. They're talking about Iran and going to war with Iran and the missile strikes. So let me ask you this. Do they think what he did was, was a fucking about time? It depends on what channel you watch. Was it necessary? <laughs> it depends on... Well, Donald Trump said that's fake news. Channel 11 and Channel 2, Channel 4, all that shit is fake news. So CNN is fake news. Now, I think most experts, most geopoliticians think that it, was a, it was a bad idea to do it. You know, But you're going to find a few, the ones that are on Fox News, Man. that are going to say, uh, yeah... You know, it was it was it needed to be done because this guy posed a threat to the U.S., which is probably not even true. We don't know. But this is this is the real gangster stuff that's going on in our society. Um, these decisions that Donald Trump made to kill a general. This is crazy to me. You know, you imagine if another country dropped the bomb on a U.S. general. It, w- it would be completely unacceptable. <laughs> exactly. And 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 we've been doing this shit for the longest. We've been taking shit from people from the longest. Man, I'm telling you, man, these is cowboys. These cowboys and Indians out in this motherfucker. All right, well, for real. I got a couple of questions from some of our listeners and viewers. Uh, let's go with this first question from C. Ramsey on Apple iTunes. He asks, "What do you think about the commercialization of gang culture?" With the rappers, the NBA players, and the artists sort of embracing the gang culture. And the first thing that comes to mind when I think of L.A. gang culture is like the style and our dress, our clothes, like the white tees everyone wears, or the Nike Cortez. Or sometimes you might think about the cars that that people drive and how it's being mimicked around the world. You know, in Japan... They low ride in regals and cutlasses. <laughs> in Japan, they it, get them regals and cutlasses from here. Yeah, but but you know, they're mimicking everything that L.A. did in well, terms uh, of yeah. what we was doing in the eighties out See, here. See, out there in in those places, they don't have nothing to do. They don't have. <laughs> I mean, it ain't California. We got things to do, places to go, and and can go see different shit. They don't have that. So seeing the low riders and and the, what it what it does, the attention, the women, and all that shit, what it brings, they do it. Now back in the days in the eighties, they were coming out here and they was they were spending forty, fifty, seventy thousand dollars on the lowrider, mo- multiple lowriders, and putting them on the train and taking them home. And then when they come out here, they get their they tennis shoes, their shirts, they the hats, and all of that shit. They would buy that shit in bulk and then go back and sell it for, for for five times what it was what it cost them here, and 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 they jump on it with no questions, and and those are some rich cats out there, and and they really, they really into our culture, and then you know the lowrider thing, when they when they came they came hard they, so many cats was building lowriders, just to sell them, red hydraulics. Was 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 one of the places they was going to buy these cars, and the money didn't matter. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now you got everybody on it. You know what I'm saying? So the gang part, I say this. You got so many people talking about gangs and 
and and how gang members are and how what the shit that they're doing and they publicizing the shit on TV, Instagram, all over the place. I don't think they should. Uh, if you ain't talking about what the police did or killed this guy, that guy, why why publicize this bullshit? It only it only pumps you up. You see your hood on TV and it's only cracking. You see this and that on TV, it's we got to get these motherfuckers. Vice versa effect. And I don't think they should show that shit. I mean, they are so broad with it nowadays. You see men kissing men on TV, on 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 sitcoms and shit. Come on, man. And then you ask yourself, why is these kids flipping out? Man, we are living in the times of revelations right now. If if you ain't got the revelations yet, you need to read revelations because that, that's where we at. You know what I'm saying? And somebody has said, Tupac has said some man be doing something and you won't be raising your babies no more because everybody gay. You ain't having no more kids. Everybody, niggas fucking is. They got to stop. They well, got to stop. Well, some some of the gang culture here in L.A. has, has made it all the way to corporate America. Yeah. Do you remember the commercial that Lee Iacocca, who was like the 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 CEO of Chrysler and Snoop Dogg did a commercial together and they were playing golf. And this is a, a, a Chrysler commercial for a major automobile company and you got Snoop Dogg doing all his his gang shit in the commercial. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see oh, that. Oh, you didn't see that one? That was years ago. I mean, like, Crippin, like, like... Yeah, he was acting all, you know, he was acting like Snoop it's, it's, with this old man that's the CEO of a car company. Gang banging has become... An industry, game banging has become, you know, it's profitable. People are getting paid off of it. You know what I'm saying? Or what about Snoop and Martha Stewart doing a cookbook? I mean, they cooking. I mean, they <laughs> yeah. ain't on there quit walking and gang banging. I mean, he cooking. I mean, man, teach his own how you get your money. But when you start game banging and showing the shit, and, and, and you already know the kids want to see this type of shit, it's, it's just something to fuck your mind up. And keep you thinking and set a certain kind of way. And we ain't paying attention to it. Everything has a reason for it. And they shouldn't show this type of shit on TV. You know what I'm saying? What happens in the street, let it happen in the street. It fade away. But if you if you constantly seeing this shit on TVs and then you can just pick up your phone and see 19 niggas crip walking and, and, and doing their thing. And then the next thing you know, <coughs> they kill a motherfucker. You know, people are like, oh, my God, nigga, I want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? So now you got four more little niggas want to be th- want to be gangsters. Show the shit where this little 17-year-old boy ain't going to never get the fuck out of prison. He's, he's got the rest of his life for killing one motherfucker. And the judge said, you you a motherfucking menace at 17 and throw the book at you. But, but you got 45, 93 years to life. You ain't never coming home. Show that type of shit. Let these little niggas see that type of shit. <laughs> Let them see. You 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 got a beginning, but the ending of this shit ain't, ain't going to be good. And you, somewhere down the line, you're going to pay for everything you're doing. Show that type of shit. Let these these cats that, that got the stories, put them on, on a... On a, on a uh, on a little little uh, commercial or something, but but showing this shit and then glorifying uh, uh, people of the same sex and all of this other shit, I think is wrong. If you gay, you gay. 
What you do at your house is your business. Long as this shit ain't in my house, we cool. I ain't mad at nobody. But when you put it on TV and my grandson like, what that? <laughs> and he doing this shit now. What what why they doing that? That's ain't that a yeah. So now you gotta explain to him. Well, you got a lot of rappers that that come off with that gang mentality that didn't really live it. So and those youngsters are listening to those guys. Everybody found a way to make money without fucking breaking their back, without working hard, without being men. So they figure they can get in this industry, make a hit record. Some of them, some of them get lucky, and some of them don't. But you got these cats coming in here. Okay, I'm gonna sit in front of the mirror for six months and pretend to be this old crazy ass nigga. And oh yeah, and I got guns. So then they take to their phone and and create an Instagram page. The Instagram page they thugged out. They banging like a motherfucker. The whole time these dudes talking, nobody ever seen him, but ain't nobody saying they don't know him. Because now this motherfucker done got a hit record, and this motherfucker coming to say, I need y'all to be my bodyguards. Now they all good. Fuck that. Fuck that. It's, 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 it's all wrong, and half of these cats ain't seen a goddamn gun. Half of these cats ain't, ain't broke bread in, in nobody hood. Ain't sold a piece of crack, ain't did shit. Let alone got a jail record. And then they coming out here, and now they, they, they done find what's good and what's making money. They get all this jury and all of this other bullshit. Now the next motherfucker is liking it. Now the next motherfucker thinking. All the time, this motherfucking jury he got on ain't the man sitting there with the briefcase. And I've seen this a whole bunch of times. Sitting on the side while the video, before the video over, he waiting when it's over so he can get this jury and put it back in his case and, and go on by the oh, business. Yeah. So half of this shit is a motherfucking lie. But who gives a fuck if it's making them money? And that's what it's all about now. They don't give a fuck if you're a half-ass crook or a half a punk. They don't care. As long as they getting paid for it, it's all good. And this is the shit they need to stop. This is shit. This is killing people opposed to helping people. But who gives a fuck? Well, someone like Ice Cube would say, yeah, I never gangbang a day in my life. But I rapped about the stuff that I saw and the stuff and where I grew but up. But he won honey with it. Yeah, he ain't out here being reckless. Ice Cube is different from what you see today. You know what I'm saying? You could be mad at it because he made a lot of money doing something that we did live for a nigga that actually lived that life, opposed to a nigga saying, "I'm gonna make money off of this and I ain't gotta live that life." Who's the smartest one? <laughs> he is. Yeah. You feel me? And I had to think like that because I said CB4 all day. That's somebody perpetrating to be something they not. But if this dude is a millionaire, this dude took something that that these new generation motherfuckers trying to take, create something out of it. But they trying to create something, and once they create it, they're ready to go bad with it. They don't. They don't. They don't understand it. You know, and that's the reason why we are where we are today, because a nigga don't want an honest job and, and break their back sweating and do what the fuck they got to do to take care of their family. Rap ain't the way for everybody. We got too many rappers out too there. Many, too many, and they rappers. ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. Most of y'all ain't going to make it either. So find another find another job, a career that uh, other than rap. And, and then half of them are smart. They're all smart. They're all smart. Yeah. So, man, it it just ain't, they think this is easier than than, than working an actual nine to five. 
And that's the motherfucking problem. Don't nobody want to work no more. You find another career other than rapping because we got about, I don't know, 800 million rappers right now. All right, we got a question here from Warren G. Walker on Facebook. He wants to know, how does he get in touch with Reggie Wright Jr.? <laughs> um, I have the address. Reggie's at, goddamn. Well, he's in Atwater, right? Yeah. <laughs> and all, all they got to do is go to the BOP.gov website, type in his name, Reggie Wright, and look for the one that says Atwater. He's Jeff and Reginald Wright. Oh, yeah, Reginald Wright. Reginald Wright Jr., and it, it it all pop up. I actually have a link in my Instagram page. Uh, if you go to street.television and you click on the link in my in my profile there, one of those links is uh, Contact Reggie. So, But he's in uh, Atwater, which is in California. Federal uh, Correction Facility. And all you got to do is go to the BOP website. I actually have uh, other links, too, that if you want to send him money, there's ways to do that, uh, sending him a money order, or if you want to send him books or stamps or any of those things. Uh, I wrote him a letter, but I haven't got a, 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 a response. He I hadn't mean, responded. He, did he respond to you? No, not yet. <laughs> I ain't looking for a response. My whole thing to Reggie was, and I told him here, and didn't nobody write me shit when I was in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But my son, Mama, you know, she took care of me when I was in there. I, I don't think you doing what you're doing. I see you when you come home. We got you when you come home. I'm going to make sure all your shit is good here. Your wife and everybody else and whomever can have my number. And if something happened, I'm coming. I'm there. If you need something, I'm bringing it. But while you in here, if you good, we ain't got nothing to worry about. I just don't write letters. But then I said, fuck it, let me write my boy, man, and 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 tell him again that I don't write letters. So I told him, you know I don't write motherfucking letters, <laughs> but here we go. Yeah. And I wrote him a letter, waiting for him to send it back. And so, another thing through the Fed system, you you guys could do email, but you have to send him a letter first with your email address, and then he'll add his email to his List of acceptable emails. Yeah, but he he can only have so many on there. Yeah. So he'll have to drop off, say if he get five new ones, he have to drop off five to put those five on there. So it might take a minute. If he don't know who you are, he might be sitting there debatable like, I don't want to do, you know what I'm saying? And dropping people and then having to put them back, put it in. It's it's a complicated which comes. Yeah, I don't know. You know how many emails he's allowed to have? Fifteen. Fifteen, okay. He, was he already maxed out? Did he yeah. have all fifteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, been okay. maxed out. He's been maxed out. But he's been dropping them. Okay. Getting the new people. He rotating them then. Yeah, he rotating like motherfuckers. Okay, well, that's a, that's an option for, for you, Warren G. Walker, if you wanted to get in touch with Reggie Wright. All right, um, this is a good question here, James. Someone asked, if your brother Buntry wasn't killed, would you still be with the gang shit? Mm-hmm. No, no. My brother Buntry was his own man. I'm my own man. Um, I walked away from death row before he did. Be- well, before he could. Uh, when the when the shit was coming, and shit was you know homies against homies. I walked away. I I wasn't with that. I wasn't finna volunteer for that, and and that just wasn't me. So when shit was doing things and 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 shit was going a certain kind of way. I was done. Um, really didn't have 
nothing for it and wouldn't get nothing out of it. So, no, I would have definitely, you know, I'm getting older, and then I'm thinking it's, it's time. The only thing was set for all of us was the penitentiary or to be killed. And and I went back to Vegas and started doing my thing. I actually went back to work and, you know, just doing my thing with my girl. And, and now nah, I walked away from all that. So, you know, whatever happened, if Buntry wouldn't have passed, no, nah, I, I don't think I'd be 55 years old, 45 years old, throwing up no peas and, you know, getting it cracking like that and bracking uh, or, or, you know, hurting people. Uh, no, it was just time. I grew up. It was, you know, it was time to move on. From, you from you was that. already distancing yourself from, from death row and from the mob before yeah. your brother was even yeah. killed, right? Well, well, I was still hanging with the homies. I had, I, and I still have some guys that I really just like, just mad 100 love that I fucked with over this, you know, holiday. And, you know, <clears throat> it was good to go and, you know, go kick it with, you know, a couple of my partners. Um, but standing in the hood just ain't for me no more. If if I got to stand there with my pistol, I don't need to be there. And, you know, nine times out of ten, I got my grandson with me. So I, I don't want him around seeing that and then he, he, he reacting and want to be this and that. I gave, I gave the nigga a little air gun and... He's shooting everybody in the motherfucking house, so I had to take the gun. So no, I was I was done. I was I was truly done. Um, so no, Alton probably would have still been doing his thing right now, but I'd have still been right here where I'm at. I'd have been going through it. I'd have went through it. It wouldn't have been so hard, you know, with him being here. But I'd have found my way. I'd have found my way. All righty. Well. I think this wraps up another episode of the Gangster Chronicles, James. Wait, Any wait, last let's, words? Let's uh, yeah, yeah, I got some last words. I want to shout out to, <coughs> oh, shit, to uh, Alicia Alicia Miranda, aka Paint by a Girl. Have you ever heard of her? No. She paints some awesome, awesome shit at the new place. We're taking this to the new place. She do glasses. She do everything. She oh, she did some death row stuff. She huh? do yeah. She do shoes. She do she do motorcycles. She do it all. And any of you guys want to get sprayed up? I hope we. I wish we can get these pictures, you know, on here where she. I mean, she does it all. And uh, I'm talking about work that's 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 out of this world. And and uh, I was just giving her props. She's sick today. And I guess she had food poisoning. So hope you're feeling better. To all those people out there that that gave me a shout out for happy uh, Happy New Year's, and they they appreciate me and proud of me. I appreciate y'all, and I thank you. And 2020, we finna get it cracking. It's on. 2020, season two. And don't forget to watch video portions of this podcast and all our previous episodes on the Digital Soapbox Network on YouTube. <coughs> and those videos are brought to you by Smooth Cut Productions. And you can find James and those Death Row t-shirts, 909-800-6404. Hit him up. Get one of those Death Row t-shirts. And we also have our own Gangster Chronicles gear that's on the Digital Soapbox Network. So if you go to the Digital Soapbox Network YouTube page, 
you'll see some of the Gangster Chronicles gear, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, all of that stuff is there. You can find me at AlexAlonso101 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And Happy New Year, and we're out. We out. Peace. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.